Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we are off to, let's see, we're off to uh, many countries, actually, many civilizations, even, many places to play the colorful and engaging game Hadara. Uh, Hadara is a sieve building game of sorts, I guess. I guess it is a sieve building game, <laughs> but it I does mean, it a little. Hadara is Arabic for civilization ah, and culture. Well, there we go. It's on the nose, just like civilization, the game. <laughs> Hadara <laughs> is very on the nose about what it is. Um, yeah, this is an interesting little sieve game. It uh, came out in 2019. It was designed by Benjamin Schwer. Schwer? I think it's a V sound because I believe he is German. Uh, art by Dominic Mayer and Andreas Resch. And published by Z-Man Games is going to be the one that I think the people in the States are going to find most yeah. often. Uh, but 999 Games is another popular one as well. And then I think there's a few that you probably see in other countries. <laughs> but Z-Man's the one for us. Uh, this game plays two to five players. It's in 45 to 60 minutes. I think that's about right. Uh, as, as you get to know this game, you probably can shave that down a little, little bit. But that's about that's about right. About an under yeah. an hour game. Uh, and uh, age is 10 plus. As usual, the community says 8 plus. I would also agree with that. I think eight-year-olds could get this. I think there's deeper strategy, of course, to get. But easily access- this is an easily accessible game because it is also only a 2.18 on the weight scale. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the Hard Hour is a really great, colorful Civ game and very interesting. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about how you play the game and then we'll get into our thoughts about the game itself. Okay. There is a, there's a lot of setup and stuff to this game. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Uh, all right, so this this there. All right, so there's there is a board on this. You piece it together. It's got kind of a puzzle piece board. It comes in eight pieces, and you make a pentagon out of it. And there's a little uh, dial in the middle. Um, the basically the things you're going to set up. You're going to set up each of the decks. Uh, the each epic has its own deck. There are five decks because there's five different parts of culture that you're doing stuff with uh uh, you'll set up the decks uh you'll give everybody money you're going to give everybody a a, an initial card you're going to give everybody a a little uh baseboard thing for their own personal tableau of stuff uh the card's going to tell you how much money you start with how much uh of the four different resources in the game it's income military culture and food uh, and it also keeps track of things that you've earned throughout the game as well. Uh, and uh, essentially, it also tells you who's going to start the game. That's uh, It's the starter player as well. There are, there are two sides to this, so it kind of um, each of these, you, there, you can kind of have the deck made so that it's more advanced. You can also have it so that you're playing on a, a tougher or easier side, basically. So you can kind of finagle a few things here and there. Uh, but basically, once you have everything set up, the game basically will start. The game is going to take place over three epics, or epochs, or however you want to pronounce that. And each epic, ep- ep- yeah, you definitely don't pronounce it that way. <laughs> each ep- epic, each epic will have two phases, a phase A and a phase B. Uh, so essentially, you're just going to be going through uh, and drawing cards and building up your tableau. And hopefully you have the best civilization uh, at the end of it. Uh, in phase A, basically, you will determine who the first player is. Uh, again, it's determined by the initial starting cards, the lowest 
value goes first and in future epics the next lowest that will go next uh, if there is someone who won't be start player those players get additional coins to make up for the fact that they will never be first and around uh, and then essentially each person is going to draw and this is happens simultaneously you don't have to do it simultaneously if you're learning uh, you can do it each individually and you can kind of show people and guide people but once you've gotten gotten used to the game each person will draw two cards from their deck and again their deck will be determined by their insignia which is on their personal board and that little dial that i told you is in the middle of that pentagonal board this dial will match your insignia with what deck you are going to be picking from so you'll draw two cards from that and you'll choose one of those two to do something with and the other one will get discarded back onto the board there's a little discard spot on the board to place it and you'll place it face up on that board uh, the one that you choose to do something with you have two choices you can either uh, pay the money required to add it to your tableau uh, and the values will range depending on the epic it's between one and four coins in the first four and seven in the second and seven and nine in the third epic um, and the thing you gain, you will place it just below your little board in the proper color of it. The five colors are yellow, red, blue, green, and purple. Uh, you are going to put it in there, and usually you will just kind of gain uh, the stats of that color, possibly an initial. So if you uh, added a red card, you'll probably gain more military and maybe a few other things. Uh, if you added a yellow card, you'll probably add more income and possibly other things. Or it could just be that thing. You'll also gain victory points. Each of the cards usually will have some victory points, sometimes not. Uh, it balances out. So if you're getting a lot more resources, you tend to get a lot less victory points and vice versa. Uh, the purple one, which is not a resource, tends to give you a game effect. I looked all over the rulebook to figure out what the, th the theme is for purple, and I cannot find it. They literally just call them purple cards. Uh, so the <laughs> purple funny. ones usually add some sort of game-bending rule to it, like uh, it's possible that you'll gain extra income every time you get an income card, or you can get things for cheaper in the future, or you can get extra bonus points at the end of the game for certain things. So uh, they're usually pretty powerful. They're also usually usually pretty expensive uh, but you will just basically add those to your tableau uh, if you decide to if you decide to not uh, you do have to do something you can discard it and gain coins for it uh, and again you'll gain coins based off of the epic I believe in uh, the first one you gain two coins in the second epic you gain three coins in the third epic you will gain four coins if you choose to discard it and by and actually it should be, I should say trash because you're discarding the one that goes on the on the board the one you trash does not go back it's out of the game it's gone for good uh, and once you've chosen and discarded one uh, then you'll rotate that little dial in the middle of the board and everyone will do the same process over again drawing two from the new deck that they go through and you'll continue this until everyone has done this for every one of the five categories uh, and once that happens that's the the end of the beginning of phase A, then you'll just move on to the next three phases, which are uh, three turns, which are basically income, take a colony, and carve a statue. And income, you'll look at your board, see what your income is set at, and you'll earn that many coins. 
uh, for taking a colony. You, there are little colonies placed out on the table, uh, and uh, if you reached a certain threshold, and the different thresholds are three military, nine military, 15, yada, yada. Uh, if you've reached a certain threshold, you can either plunder or interrogate a colony. Uh, the plunder and interrogate, uh, if you decide to plunder you will gain coins and just take the colony and you'll get a few points if you decide to interrogate you can pay a few coins you get it and you get to flip it over and you'll usually gain some sort of resources and a few points possibly more points uh but it's usually better to do it but it's going to cost you a little bit more to do it uh um and then the other thing you can do is carve a statue. Again, uh, if your culture is high enough, uh, six culture, 12 culture, 20, so on and so forth, you can carve a statue. Uh, you have these little uh, square tokens that you can add to your board to indicate, oh, uh, I immediately get more of this uh, resource, military, cult, even more culture or income. Uh, it's your choice which of the four you get, or you could decide to flip them over and get uh, more victory points at the end of the game. Uh, each of these stuff, all, most of the stuff that you gain always gains you some sort of victory points. You can usually gain a little bit more by doing different things with them. Uh, after you've carved a statue or not been able to carve a statue, we then move on to phase B, uh, in which we will now, uh, now we will go in turn order, starting from the first player, uh, you will essentially, they will have a choice to pick something from any of the discard piles. Now all the discard piles are going to have an even amount at this point in time, uh, and you can only choose from the face up ones, uh, that are on that board, uh, you can choose any of them, and again, you can either pay to take it and add it to your tableau or you can take it and then trash it and get money for it same as before two three or four coins depending on the epic uh, this continues on rotating around to each person individually taking something from a discard and doing something with it until all of the discards have been emptied in which case they then move on to again the income take a colony carve a statue same process as before and then there are two last things in phase b which is to feed your people uh you'll notice i mentioned income and military and culture a lot uh that fourth resource food uh you need to be able to feed all of those cards that you've added into your tableau hopefully you're able to pay for them so if by the end of that epic you have say eight cards in your tableau you better have eight food if you don't you need to discard cards until you are able to have the same amount of food. Uh, you probably don't want to get rid of something that gives you food because then you're going to have even less food, which means you have to get rid of even more cards because when you get rid of cards, you're losing those resources that were on those cards. Uh, so hopefully you've got enough food or you can stabilize it to a point where you have enough food. Uh, then you can actually buy a few medals to add to your player board. Uh, there are silver medals and gold medals. Uh, silver medals will earn you a half point for whatever resource you decide to add to that board. Again, you have those tiny little square things. They're multi-purpose here uh, where you can add either any one of the four resources into the medal to say at the end of the game, I'm going to score a half point for whatever my resource level is at that point. You can gain at most two silvers throughout the entire game uh, and at most two gold medals. And the gold medals are going to score you seven points for every set of of cards that you have, and the set is one of every color, uh, yellow, red, blue, green, and purple. So for every set of those, you will score seven points. And again, you can get two of those gold medals, meaning if you got both of them, you'd score 14 points for every set of each card that you had. 
Um, and the prices for those are going to start off pretty low, but you won't have much money in the beginning. So it's uh, four and six for a silver and gold uh, in the first epic, and then nine and 12 for the second, and 20 and 30 coins in the last epic. So they get pretty pricey. Uh, and that's pretty much everything you're going to do. You're going to kind of go through each epic. You're going to reset the the cards on the on the new epic. And it's going to just cycle through uh, over and over after you've gone through three epics. Uh, basically, whoever has the most points, and points are based off of medals that you've earned, uh, uh, statues that you've built, colonies that you've taken over, uh, and cards that you've added into your thing. Whoever has the most points at the end of that wins the game. That's everything. And there you go. Yep, that is Hadara. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of little parts to this, of course, as most still building games have. But and at the end of the day, this is a pretty straightforward. All the mechanisms are pretty straightforward. Really easy to engage with, <clears throat> and uh, really uh, for the most part, simple. Um, uh, one of the best things I can say about this game is it's just easy to get into. Like the first yeah. couple rounds, or not even couple rounds. The first round, you're like, oh, okay, I get this. I get what we're kind of trying to do here. Um, in presentation, it looks a lot like Seven Wonders Duel. <laughs> There's a lot of, I don't know, color references are just the, it's not exactly, a, I wouldn't say a copy, of course, but there's definitely like um, some similarities. And yeah. I think that's probably the game that this would be most closely compared to is Seven Wonders yeah. Duel as well. I tend to compare it to just Seven Wonders itself. Uh, well, that's true. Because true. because Duel can only accommodate two, uh, but I definitely have it. It definitely has a better feeling, like look of the game. I would say Seven Wonder Duel, but feel of the game Seven Wonders, just because it can accommodate more people, and you know there's a little bit more interaction. You feel that um, card drafting a bit more uh, with it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I uh, having not played straight up Seven Wonders, I will. I don't know <laughs> exactly the. How have you not played Seven Wonders? It's, just, it's one of those ones that everyone's played, and somehow I just never. <laughs> I never got on the bandwagon, or no one invited me to the table. I don't know. I just one of those. Uh, there's a few that I've missed that like that. Seven Wonders <laughs> is one of them. Um, uh, but anyway, yes, yeah, so this game has a great presentation, and it's, yeah, going to get compared to Seven Wonders a lot. And so that was kind of where I wanted to start is, like, what are your thoughts on how these, like, would you have both of these in your collection, or would you feel like this? Because the other thing I've heard is that this is kind of like a combo of Seven Wonders and Splendor mashed up together, taking a lot of the best parts of both. And so I'm, And so the other thing I'm thinking is, like, okay, I really like Tadara. And I, I like Seven Wonders Duel. Uh, I haven't played Seven Wonders. But is this one that plays, I don't know, uh, is it easier to get into than straight up Seven Wonders? Is it um, uh, one you could have both of? I mean, if you're a huge Civ game lover, sure. But like, if you're just kind of choosing one casually to have in your shelves, uh, would you prioritize one of the over the other? Oh, jeez. All right. So I own uh, Seven Wonders and uh, – uh, sorry, Seven Wonders Duel. I don't own Seven Wonders. Uh, ah. Splendor. And Hadara, I own all three of those, but I don't own Seven Wonders. Uh, gosh, the the way to put it, uh, I was never a huge fan of Seven Wonders, although I have a lot of friends who own it, so I never felt the need to get it. Sure. Um, having played it a certain amount of times, I don't know if I'd ever would have gotten it. I think I'd if if I were sitting at a point where I didn't have any of these games and I had to choose between. Straight up Seven Wonders, not Duel, Seven Wonders, and Hadara. I'd probably go Hadara. I feel like it's 
uh, a little bit easier to understand. Uh, I've tried to teach Seven Wonders a few times to a, a bunch of new people. Sometimes it's hard to get into because you're kind of looking privately at your stuff. You're never playing it open hand. With Seven Wonders, you can kind of play an open hand. It doesn't really ruin too much. Um, and so it's a little bit easier to teach. I think I like it better. If you wanted something to play more people, uh, then Seven Wonders is probably the way to go. Uh, although, you know, I, that whole, you know, worrying about military comparing it to other people is a little bit irritating. I personally prefer Hadara. I can see people preferring preferring Seven Wonders more uh, just because there is a bit more grit and interaction between your neighbors directly. Uh, but I I just kind of like it, it. Hadara just feels a little bit more fun and a little bit less stressful. Uh, there sure, is, there yeah. definitely are stress points where you're going, God, am I, am I going to be able to reach that threshold? I want to get there in time. Uh, I feel like they're going to grab that card before I do. I probably should get that, but then I'm not going to have enough money. There are definitely interesting decisions to be made. I like it. There, it, There is heft to it, uh, but there are definitely points in Seven Wonders where it's like, you know, I've got to give up on this strategy. I've got to go for that strategy. It's, there are, I guess annoying things about where you look to your left and be like, ah, oh, dang it, that ruins my entire plan. I think, like, I feel like in Seven Wonders, I can get ca caught up in a point where I'm like, yeah, I can't win this game because they, what they've done in that one turn ruined everything. And I'm so far behind now that it doesn't really matter. Whereas right, with Hadara, right. it's harder to tell who's <clears throat> kind of leading. You can usually have a somewhat sense, but there could be something that switches it around. Uh, I mean, in the game we played, uh, I was doing really well in military, but you were doing really well in culture, and it's really hard to tell how the swing was going to work, what medals you were going to buy, uh, how much money you were going to have left in order to buy what medals, what, how much money I would have left. It's it's a harder tell. It, it made me feel like I was always in the game every time I played. So for me, between Seven Wonders and Hadara, I'm going Hadara. Uh, if 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 you had to hard press me on the Splendor and Seven Wonders Duel, that's a bit tougher. I like Seven Wonders Duel a lot. If I had to choose between this and that, that's going to be a tough decision. I th ooh, I think I'd probably pick Seven Wonders Duel only because uh, I think I'd play the two player game version more often. Hadar works really well at two players. Um, I've done it, but. I think it takes up a bit too much space and is a, a little bit, I don't know, there isn't as much entertainment seeing other people play it, so I'd probably edge towards Seven Wonders Duel, but I wouldn't feel bad about buying both of them in that case, whereas I would feel really bad about buying both Seven Wonders uh, and Hadara. Um, and with Splendor, I'm definitely going Hadara. I, I enjoy Splendor. It's okay. Um, but I think I'd rather pick uh hadara in this case but i also wouldn't feel bad about buying both of those uh so comparatively so i am i tend to edge a bit more towards hadara in that in most cases but uh if i had to get the others i don't feel like i'd lose something by by getting both of them i wouldn't feel like oh man why did i get both of these um, sure I, I i feel like each of them kind of has their own thing to offer 
Yeah. No, I, that's kind of how I feel like not having played um, Seven Wonders, but I really like Tadar. I thought it was a great mashup, and it's just the accessibility of it really kind of clinches that for me. I really like Splendor yeah. too, but I don't play Splendor at all anymore, and I kind of shy away from it. Like it's such a <laughs> it's such an intense game. Like it really is kind of an intense. At least for me, I mean, some people I know it's like their favorite game. So this is definitely like a very personal <laughs> representation of it. And that's not because I don't like the game. It just feels like there's so many other games that I'd rather jump into. Uh, even even like, um, um, you know, it, strat- hard strategy games or, or uh, more foc- games that we've really got to focus on it. I just, for some reason, just Splendor to me is always kind of just like, eh, what else we got? <laughs> just lately. <laughs> and that's so... I just Atari was such a cool uh, mashup of a couple different things that I really, I really felt like, man, I bet you could, uh, you know, if you were one to do this, <laughs> pull some things off the shelves and sell them, and then have this game kind of take its place. Uh, I know no one ever does that, but, but you could. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I, I thought, uh, I thought it was just kind of a really cool mashup. The, the Splendor connection too is nice because that, um, being able to kind of collect the color, the cards and the color to go and, and get a cost reduction. That's a, I did directly yeah. pulled from Splendor. <laughs> I did not mention that when you buy these cards, you, the cost, uh, is reduced for, so for example, if you're buying a red card, uh, the cost is reduced by how many red cards you already have. That's a kind of important thing and makes it much more, uh, it, the connection to Splendor much more obvious there. I, sh- I should have mentioned that and thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But just that kind of kiss of flavor of Splendor and combined with the Civ building, uh, really, I don't know. This game is so great. It's such a fun um, way to do Civ and a light way to do Civ. And yeah. it's not easy to do Civ in a light way that's accessible. I think Seven Wonders is probably the closest before I'd play this that I would have said that did it. And that's not even, like you said, there's some hard decisions there, or some stressful decisions. And it is a sense in, in the late game where you feel like, well, there's no way I can do anything here. I just have to kind of right. do my best or get in the way. And um, there's nothing wrong with that in a game, but definitely I prefer the feel of Hadara and the vibe of it for sure. So, all right, let's talk about uh, getting this game on the table and what it actually looks like. So Ooh. this is going to be, <laughs> yeah, this is a bit of a, it's a bit of a game here. And so this is, pushing the limits of our taking out and about series, but I think it works um, just because mostly because of the vibe and because it's, I don't know, it's a good game. <laughs> let's, let's get away from the rationalization of why we did this one. Just get into the game itself. All right. So Hadara is of course going to have a central tableau or central board, this board. And I'm going to forget a lot of the, what these pieces are called, but basically this is the um, uh, pentagonal board that is going to be in the middle and it represents each of it has each of the stacks of colored cards and these are representing focuses of study or whatever you'd call them that your civilization can develop focuses of development i guess development cards so all of those draw decks are going to be on the central board um the player icon a little rondelle or spinny thing is going to be on the central board and then the decks discard piles are going to be on the central board so all that is going to be in the middle of the table on that uh somewhere next to that are going to be um the uh uh, what do they call it the uh colonies call yeah the colonies and then the uh, what else is around there money yeah you're gonna have the, the currencies and what are those um uh, the chits of 
the plus oh yeah the plus 10 things that's what they are i'm like what are those things again yes uh all right so you're gonna have the plus 10 things and you're gonna have <laughs> there's so many like little bits yeah here. there are a lot of little bits so yeah, this is definitely that's one pretty much everything's lot... centralized that's yeah. everything in the center the rest is all in front of you basically exactly yeah you're, but you are gonna want like maybe little bowls or something for this i this is definitely a game that lends itself to like i know a lot i do and a lot of gamers have those little plastic bowls that um you can bring with or some way to have a container this game is i, I would almost a necessity i would, at least for me because i feel like these things we get knocked over but all right. In front of you, you have your individual player board. Excuse me. You will have your um, as the game progresses. You will uh, actually never mind. Let's not even talk about that. Let's talk about as it is as it starts. <laughs> You'll have your player board. You'll also have your medals, which you can choose to earn and place on your board. And you'll have your starting card, which is going to be um, basically your starting conditions. You'll get a certain amount of gold and a certain amount of levels in for the four. Um, develop stra- or the, the the gold military blue and green <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> and then you'll also have um, those four colors represented in uh, chits you have two each so two gold two blue two green two red and those chits are going to be used throughout the game you can place them in certain areas to earn points and progress your strategies but that's going to depend on very specific to the player what they do but basically you're going to have a little handful of chits of each player color, two of each. Um, <clears throat> as the game progresses, you're going to be getting money and spending money. So you'll have coin around. You also have your colonies that you're going to be earning. Those will you'll earn, and those will stay next to your board. Um, and then you're also going to be getting cards. Uh, as your collection grows, it will grow in descending columns below your board. There's areas where it's designated for each color. So gold, left, right, gold, red, blue, green, and purple. Those cards are going to be placed in descending order. They can be feathered pretty easily. You just kind of have to see um, the values. And, uh, yeah, there's not a lot of information that has to be constantly seen on those. But uh, they will take up space as the game progresses. And then on the right side of your board, as you wrap around these tracks with the trackers of um, the uh, resources and the uh, develop uh, development, you'll add those plus 10 chits each time you pass the <laughs> pass the 10 marker, and they all go up to 10 on those rows of trackers. Um, oh, yeah, and then on those tracker rows, you'll just have little icons that represent each color, and those will be adjusting and moving as each round goes forward. I think that's everything. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah, it is. That's everything. <laughs> yeah. But the caveat to that is I will say uh, the nice thing about this game is that many of the things have little interlocking things. So like the um, the chits that you have that you can place on your board, those will actually go into little slots. They don't just rest on top. They're a little space that sort of set it sets in so it's not going to move super easily. The um, colonies. The colonies have a little nub and a little... Uh, yeah, a little nubbin that sticks out that fits into a colony that might be a blow, below it. So those are kind of interlocking with each other, which is nice. So it's not just like something that's laying loosely on top of each other. There's a little bit of interlocking design in a lot of these pieces, which is really helpful. The cards, of course, do not. Those are just going to be, but those are going to be fanned out in a, um, from top to bottom. So they, they kind of lay pretty nicely. And then the metals themselves just sit on your board, but they're, you know, they're, not super small so they're easy to keep track of so there's a lot of little things here but i think it's pretty manageable on in front of you and the board state in general or the table state in general is is, it doesn't it seems crazy at first blush 
but I definitely think it's well designed in that uh, it doesn't get like out of control messy. There's clearly places for things to be. And you can organize your own personal space in any way you want, but there's clearly like ways they want you to set it up. And I think it's a very intelligent way to set it up so it doesn't get crazy. So plus uh, marks to them for that. Um, this def- probably does not pass the pizza test. I would say oh, no. def- definitely does not pass not the pizza all. test. Yeah, it's just not going to be one for that. So this is not a big meal or a shared meal game for sure. But what it is is a game that's probably going to really do well for um, – being played around drinks or smaller meals or smaller plates, I should say. And yeah. uh, I think that's where it's going to shine because the vibe of this game is really, really good. It, it is, it's really engaging. It draws you in with its design, both the art style and the design of the game and mechanism itself is really, really solid. It really draws you in with like uh, doing your own strategy, but also kind of trying to keep track of what other people are doing. That's very, that's something that can easily um, be forgotten or not forgotten, just not a part of Civ games, is that you have to track kind of what other people are doing. It, it's really important. And this has an element of that where you do need to kind of figure out, like, okay, what, what are they going to do because of the card drafting and all of the stuff that's going to be going on interrelated to everyone else? You kind of want to be keeping pace with everyone, making sure no one's got too far ahead, or at least just know how you might be able to um, – play defensively or get in the way of someone who's maybe doing something that you don't want to do or want them to do. So the vibe is great. There's a lot of interactivity in this game. There's a lot of uh, time to talk. The analysis paralysis here is pretty darn low for a Civ game. And I would say low in general for any game. It's, it's really good. It really gives you great decisions, but none of them are like life and death. There, there's a lot of great choices here. It's not exactly a point salad game, but there's a lot of points to be had. And the ability to adjust strategy throughout the game is just really impressive for a game like this. So really engaging in that way. Um, okay, would who would who is this for and who is this not for? I think for sure most gamers are going to get a kick out of this and think this is a cre- pretty great game, uh, especially if you're a Civ gamer. The only, actually that's probably my only caveat is some Civ gamers are serious, serious <laughs> about Civ, Civ yeah, and they're just disgusted if a game doesn't take more less than five hours or if it takes less than five hours and doesn't make their brain fried. <laughs> After each playthrough. Yeah, if you don't have uh, to get an Excel document out to keep track of everything, it's not going to Right, right. It's going to just sicken them. But um, other than those hardcore people, I think that this game is really going to be enticing to anyone who likes games, even new players. I think this isn't yeah. exactly an intro game, but it's pretty darn close to being an intro Civ game, I would say. I think it's and, as close as you're going to get. I, I yeah. would, I'd prefer to teach this over Seven Wonders, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Absolutely. Like, I definitely feel like this is um, a great game to introduce to people who want a meteor game, a Civ type game. Uh, it's just, it's just so good. It's a, it's a qual- really great design. Uh, yeah, and other than that, I think this kind of the people who it wouldn't be for are just sort of your tip, the typical people who might not like Civ games. But other than that, I can't think of any other real reason that would be a huge turnoff. Can you? Can you think of anything? I can't really. I I think this is. A... I think this is one of those hidden gems. Most people that haven't yeah. really heard about this one too much, but it's a really, really good game uh, yeah. for what it is. Yeah, and and I didn't mention this, but I have taken it out. I did play it on a picnic table uh, type <laughs> thing with it your was, picnic was, basket. <laughs> no, I, it was at a restaurant. <laughs> I just can't help but say it like that: picnic table, uh, and it, it worked really well. Uh, we weren't eating much of a meal. We were mostly just there for uh, drinks and a few apps here and there, but uh, it works really nicely. 
Nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Like, despite having so many pieces, it does seem like the board, cardboard quality is good. The thickness is good. It's not super lightweight. It's going to blow away. It's not like scattering everywhere. So that's good to hear that it does work well taking out physically. Um, but yeah, this game is great. This, Hadar, I would agree, totally agree with the hidden gem thing. This is this is a, just a surprise. Like, I'd never even heard of this game until you brought it up. And then playing it, I was like, oh my god, this game's amazing. This is really good. I'm astounded that this hasn't... Uh, I don't know. I just, I've never, I'd never heard of it before. So, uh, it's not that much. That's not that old of a game either. But it is 2019 is when it came out, so it's a couple years old at this point. But definitely a game that we would recommend everyone check out. Uh, would your mom like this? Ugh, I don't think so. I don't think that this is. There's anything here that it would be like beyond complexity for your mom. There's just more stuff going on that I think. I just don't think this is your mom's game. <laughs> I just don't think it's kind of uh, a game that she would gravitate towards. So I would say, a, I don't know if it's a hard no, but it's probably a, uh, yeah, I'm just going to say no. I think she might get a kick out of this, but I think it's just not her style. I I think you're right on the money right there. It's There's just too many decisions to make. Like there are those things like, do I want to spend the money now or do I want to save my money? And those kind of decisions She's just not – she just wants to be able to put the thing down. Like if if this game didn't require you to pay for the cards that you're getting and just chose – do you pick this one or do you, or do you pick this one and you just discard the other one? I might be able to see her enjoying this game. Uh, maybe. But because <laughs> you're going to have to go, well, I, now I can't afford the next card and I really needed a green card and I probably shouldn't have spent my money on that last one or I probably should have discarded that one so they didn't get this thing. Like there's way too many decisions to be made at each step of the – the thing uh it's not something that's gonna kill most people but for my mom she's just not gonna enjoy it um she that's not where she gets her joy and so that no this is definitely a hard no but it's it hurts a little that it is because i think (laughs) if if it weren't for that i think she could actually get into this game because it seems it seems light enough for her to enjoy but because of those few things in there she's just there's no way it's gonna happen it's just too big of a hurdle for her yeah yeah Yep. All right. Fair enough. Right on the money then. Um, okay. Let's see. Um, what, what am I missing here? <laughs> Damn it. Every time. I, I think that you got everything. I think we got We're it. Good. Yeah. No, I, I think uh, I think we got it. Every time. I, I got to stop doubting myself. That's what I got to stop doing. That's the real problem here is I'm just thinking I'm falling short and I'm not. too hard. I'm crushing uh, there, it. There, there are a few of – I don't know if they're expansions or promos or whatever they are. There's like four of them. It's called one of them's Nobles and Inventions. Another is Marketplaces and Monuments. Uh, another one's called New Nations. And the other one's Plague Doctors. Each of them kind of basically adds uh, a few extra card packs or a few extra weird colony things or a few new starting, uh, uh, initial starting conditions. Um, and they, they kind of change things. I think the plague doctor has, is a poison color, uh, in there. Uh, I haven't seen these in stores. They're usually small packs. I think you can get them on the German site, but you're going to pay a lot for shipping. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know if it's worth it for that. They're kind of small. If, if I ever saw them or found them on eBay, I'd probably get them just to kind of have a little bit more diversity. You do have some diversity in the game already because uh, the purple cards, you can kind of swap them out and make them more challenging. Uh, and the different starting cards have two different sides to each of them. Uh, but for the most part, you know, I, I think, you know, if you if you really wanted to, to get some things, you could probably spend uh, 30 bucks. I don't know if it's worth it to spend 30 bucks to 
pay for their shipping and get all the extra stuff. But it is out there uh, if if you really – I did not know they existed until we played it on Tabletop Simulator and they had them there. I'm like, what? Uh, <laughs> and it definitely had me intrigued. So uh, – if you if you like it, or if you already knew the game existed uh, and didn't know they existed, there you go. They they do exist. Well, there you go. Um, all right, cool. Well, there we go. That is Hadara, everyone. Let's see. I think I bet we could rhyme this one pretty well. <laughs> I got to start picking games where you can rhyme things easier. <laughs> I think I'm just terrible at rhyming, to be honest. <laughs> I'm horrible time, at rhyming. Every time I'm horrible we do this, rhyming on the spot. If you give me some time, I can come out with a rhyme. Give after me a rhyme. week lead time. I yeah. will. <laughs> I will be as so soon good. as soon as I have to come up with rhymes on the spot. That's when I start making words up out of the blue. <laughs> Battle rappers, we are not. <laughs> um, yes. Well, as soon as we're done, we do this every time. My wife like immediately is if she here over here is a segment. She de- she immediately like texts me like sixty rhymes off the top of her head. So she's very yeah. good. At- we should just bring her on for this. <laughs> just have- All right, Shelly, do your- <laughs> fire them off. <laughs> but no, you're stuck with us, fan or, uh, or, or what do you call it? listeners? What do you guys call? It? Uh, you're stuck with us, listeners. Yeah, don't say fans. There's no say, way people yeah, who are listening are fans. I know. You're say fans are like that's a little too extreme. <laughs> Tolerators, <laughs> people whose podcast buttons are broken. Um, yes, so you're stuck with us, unfortunately. So, all right, Hadara. I think we can. I can't think of anything of my immediately that rhymes with Hadara, honestly. Uh, so, okay, let's give a second of lead up here. This one, geez, I don't know. I'll be impressed if we can get to five. I would definitely be impressed if we could get to five. All right. Um, Oh, God, I can't even think of anything to start. Mm. Uh, okay. Uh, let me think. Hmm. I'm waiting for you to start it off. All right. I'm just trying to think of one good one. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> I don't, oh, God, I don't think we'll even get there. Okay. Uh, all right, Hadara. This is a tough one. Lara, like Lara Croft. <laughs> yeah, that, that's one of the ones I thought of. All right, I'm gonna go Shankara. I don't know what that is. That seems familiar to me. Like it's a last name or a first name, or maybe it's like a, a, a Indian god type thing. I don't know. Shankara, like I think you know what I think. I think it's like a Shankara stone from Indiana Jones. That's what I think. That is. <laughs> Uh okay, Bolsonaro. Oh no, that's a Bolsonaro. Darn it. Um, oh. um three brr, two. Clara? Clara? There we go. Clara. <laughs> I've heard people say Clara is Clara. That's <laughs> thing. If we're gonna do that, Tara. My friend Tara. Hanna okay. Barbara. Hanna Barbara. <laughs> All right, I think we got to stop bar. it. I'm going to I'll count Clara, but that yeah, I think that ruined it. I think we're at 3. <laughs> I liked Hanna Barbara. Barbara. <laughs> it's like some some real hoity-toity person <laughs> but who watches cartoons. <laughs> My favorite f- shows are all from Hanna Barbara. <laughs> oh, that's funny. 
Uh, all right. Well, we did our best. That was a tough one. ARA is hard, hard ending in, in the English language to rhyme, I think. It's probably very easy in other languages, I would imagine. But uh, all right, everybody. Well, that will do it from us. You are left with our lackluster rhyming skills, but you're always left with that. So you're used to it by now, hopefully. Uh, thank you all for listening. You can, of course, get a hold of us in a couple different ways on Twitter and Instagram at Chits and Chat. You can also go to our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com. Scroll down to the trip Chits and Chat page and fill out our comment form there. We'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, hopefully you guys are getting some games played and we will catch you all on the next episode. Bye. Bye.